Being a pastor and a coach for the past 30 years, a question I get asked often is, how do I live in freedom? How do I live in freedom? Now, the kind of freedom I'm talking about is freedom to love, freedom to live, freedom to give, freedom to serve, and freedom to receive. And to live in that constantly, we must, make, we must answer five transformational questions, which really are basically five decisions you and I must make to live consistently in the freedom that I'm talking about. So if you're ready, we'll get started. This is going to be a, a, a it'll take us several episodes to cover these five decisions that we must make. But I promise you, if you'll hang with me through this, you will be living it in freedom consistently at the end, upon the last episode. Let me give you the first decision we must make if we're going to truly live in freedom. And that is, I take full responsibility for my life. That's right. I take full responsibility for my life. Now, that's the beginning of all things. I mean, if I'm trying to travel from Lexington, Kentucky to Cincinnati, Ohio, and I don't know I'm in Lexington, I could be anywhere in Kentucky, I could have a map, map quest, whatever, and I would never find the right directions to get there because I don't know where I'm starting, my starting point, my beginning point, the apex of where I'm, where I'm coming from. And it's the same way with these other decisions we must make and really anything in life, whether it's relationships, business, ministry, whatever it is you're dealing with in life, the first key and the golden rule and the foundation of every decision you'll make from that point on in life is learning to take responsibility. Now, as we take responsibility as Christians, we have we have an unfair advantage, really, over the world, right? And we need to understand freedom from God's perspective because that is what really dominates anyway. And if we can do that, we can certainly handle ourselves in the world. And, and how do we do that? When From God's perspective, when we live in freedom, it's really taken back our God-given power, taking back our God-given power, and number two, living into our destiny. we got to live into our destiny. It's been laid out, a pathway, a roadway by God, but you and I must make the decisions to take the steps and to stay focused and to move forward. You see, when God created you and I, what did he do? He filled us with potential and power, especially when we became his sons and daughters, when we became born again. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that we became a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. So you and I need to, if we want to live in true freedom, not only now but throughout eternity, We do it from God's perspective and take back our power that he gave us when we were born again. Our old life, our old things have passed away, and now we have a new path to travel. Now, I love this other scripture. You say, well, how do I do that? Well, 1 John 5, 4 tells us, and I'm going to read it from the uh, Amplified Version, uh, what, what tool we need to use to walk that path that I'm talking about to take back our God-given power. And it says this, for everyone born of God. So are you born of God? Right. Everyone. That doesn't mean some or a few. Everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. And this is the victory that they that has this is a victory that has conquered and overcome the world. Our continuing persistent faith in Jesus as the Son of God. 
You see, when you and I come to the place that we walk in that God-given authority, the power that God gave us. Because when you were born again, you're still dealing with your old mind and your old nature and your old habits and all of that stuff. You're living from a story of your life, just like me or anyone else. And from the time you were born, you've had certain events happen in your life, and it marks you both positive and negative. And what we got to realize, that's what Satan loves to use, especially against believers. He loves to use that old nature that we used to live in. He loves to use those old mistakes and sins and failures from the past and the fear of the future that we won't live up to some standard. And what I want you to realize is once you take responsibility, you gave your life to Christ, you took responsibility. That's how you became born again. And his grace, you were saved by faith through grace, which is God's gift to you. And what happened is that brought you into freedom. But now you got to get your mind, your actions, and your habits caught up. And what Satan loves to do in this context is he loves to tell you, number one, you're just not enough. I'm not enough in my marriage. I'm not enough in my dating relationship. I'm not enough at work. I'm not enough in my friendships. And, and he loves to get you to re, buy into that lie. But when you think of 1 John 5, 4, it says that whatever's born of God, and that's you and I, has already overcome the world. Now we just need to live that faith life. And what is faith? It's simply knowing and trusting God. And as we access the power God has given us that's already in you because God is in you able to do for you what you cannot do for yourself, then what happens is we can overcome that lie that Satan keeps throwing at us that I am not enough. The second lie he loves to tell you is, I will never be enough. I will never be enough. Man, think about that, how, how hopeless that is and how, how we can get into a dark place. I know myself, if I start dwelling on, you know, what's missing, what's broken, or then all of a sudden I don't feel like I'm enough, and then before long I feel like I'll never be enough. And I've been pastoring and coaching leaders for 30 years. And if I battle that occasionally, I could probably bet you battle it as well. Now, my cycle might last minutes or hours or maybe a day or two, Rarely a day or two anymore, but it does happen once or twice a year. And But usually it's minutes or an hours, and then I pick it up. As soon as I do, I take back my power. I take responsibility. God, you're good. Devil bad. You give me a life of abundance. Jesus said Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but you have come to give me life and give me life more abundantly. So I choose to believe Satan is a liar and the father of it, and you are my daddy, my father of abundance, and I can trust in you always to walk out my steps. Think about that. What a lie. I'm not enough, and I never will be enough. So when we see that, that's a sign of insecurity in our lives that Satan loves to use against us. You know, and, and just wrapping up here, there's a couple critical steps to taking your power back, when, and I want to talk to you for a moment about those. The first one is, uh, critical step is what we said, take your power back, right? Let's start with the obvious, and your power is, listen, this is key, your power is not determined by your circumstances. Your current circumstances does not trump what God has already done in you. He finished his work in you. Now it's getting your mind and your belief system to get caught up with it. And here's the second critical step. Recognize your own potential 
and live into it. Recognize your own potential. Begin to have self-awareness. Some people, you know, don't have a lot of self-awareness. You just got to practice it. And, and you don't focus on your flaws or where you're not measuring up. You focus on what God says about you and begin to get it in your heart and in your nervous system so that you can believe it and begin to speak it and walk it out. And then step three, a critical step three is what? Become a difference maker every day in every way. And that's why we're on this planet, making a difference for God in someone's life through loving, giving, or serving, whatever means that is. Now, now let me wrap up with this one verse, and, and we'll be done. Uh, Acts, 24, Acts 20, verse 24, in the NLT version, it says, But my life is worth nothing unto, nothing unto me unless I use it for finishing the work uh, assigned me by the Lord Jesus. The work of what? The work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. You know, as we wrap up, the key to taking responsibility is just to be truthful with yourself, speak it out loud, and leave it there. Let God, God already knows. He knows the number of hairs on your head. The Bible says he knows the intentions of your heart. It says in Hebrews, uh, so Hebrews 12. So God knows all these things. You're not fooling him. Hebrews 4. You're not fooling him. How about just take responsibility so you can get on the pathway to freedom because God created you not only to be free and live free, but to stay free.